Good morning, Eugene. Hey, good morning. How are you doing today? Pretty good. So let me ask you, are you a, a Mac person or a Droid person? So unfortunately, I think that I hate technology and the feelings mutual. <laughs> and I'm like, not forced, but I've gotten myself into this situation where I have all the things. Like I use a Mac for work. I have an iPhone for work. I have an Android for some weird reason for like my personal phone. And then I have like a Windows computer for games and have a bunch of Linux servers all over the place. So <laughs> I have a lot of stuff. Okay. So um, do you think that um, Samsung got too big? <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, in general, I am against this sort of corporate consolidation where big companies sort of buy and buy and buy these smaller companies and they get too big and you have companies like your Samsung that like they make panels for TVs like like the glass and they make panels for phones and they sell that panel technology to other companies but also they make chips and they have like a cell phone business so they they use their own chips and their own glass in their cell phones but they also sell those chips and glass to other companies like what um i think a lot of android phones use um samsung panels for and like lg does the same thing like lg has tvs they have like a panel business they have this business that sells panels to other phones so i think right, for a long time like the the google phones maybe even still they use lg panels huh. so it's all it's all sort of stuck together in in this weird way where it's not like the company got big and developed it itself it it got big and then it bought these other companies and and is that a bad thing? I think it depends. So the the small scale example that like when I was thinking about businesses, it was a coffee shop and coffee shops have like one responsibility, they buy coffee, they have equipment and they make coffee and they sell it. So you could imagine a situation where the the coffee shop gets enough money and decides that okay, let's diversify and get a roastery. So now they buy raw beans and like cook them. So sure, they could cook the beans and then use their own beans in their coffee shop. Nothing nothing wrong with that, I guess, right? Seems normal. I know a bunch of like little coffee shops in these small towns that have like a small coffee roaster thing and you can watch it being roasted live while you're in line. That's pretty cool. A little smoky, but seems fine. Then it gets weird where this co this coffee shop that is now a roastery can now sell its beans to grocery stores or other coffee shops. Right? I mean, makes sense. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Oh, nothing. And <laughs> at some point, the coffee shop might expand and say, okay, well, 
now we're going to be making our own espresso machines. Nothing entirely weird about that. Like, they want to control their process. They want to sort of have more influence over their equipment. So they they might buy a small company that's developing some sort of niche coffee machine. And as the company gets bigger and bigger and bigger, this is outside the scale of like normal sort of business. So at some point you do get to a point where the company is so large and they bought so many of these companies. I think it's called vertical integration where you own every part of like the process. process. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is a bit out of my depth, but, and I'm also sort of against it. Like, I don't, I don't like this idea that the government can sort of tell a company how to run its business. Exactly. But, so it, it, it does get weird where, you know, we're a free country. The business isn't like cheating in a way. It, it is getting bigger, but there's some like gray area, but then at some point, the government declares it a monopoly and that's not like a peaceful process. Like you don't become a monopoly overnight. There, there tends to be other businesses, other people complaining first. So you have to file a bunch of complaints. There have to be, there have to be lawsuits that sort of challenge your business like at its core. And that's sort of, I mean, it happened to Microsoft. It's now happening to, Apple and Google with their um, with like the stores for digital products. Okay. So, Oh, are you talking about the iTunes um, charging percentage or something? Right. So that's, that's part of it, but the iTunes percentage, I mean, I guess we can back up, but on, on your phones, we have the Apple app store which is the only place you can get software for your iPhone. Mm -hmm. That's just in the rules. On Android, they have several stores. So you have the Google Play Store, but I have a Samsung phone. So there's also this Samsung store that you can get apps from. And there's other stores on Android. But every one of these stores, if you want to post an app and you want to have in-app purchases, there is a like a fee that you have to pay the it's like a percent. So mm-hmm. most of the time it's 30%. Um on Apple, I think if you have like a reoccurring subscription, it's 30%, but then the next year it drops down maybe to 15. It's something like that. The weird part about this whole thing is that this also isn't equal amongst all the different apps. So if I write like a small to-do app and I decide to charge, I don't know, $10 a month, 30% of that will go to Apple. And then if it's like a reoccurring yearly thing, the next year it'll be lower. And there is a difference between like purchasing an app for $10 and then having in-app purchases where it's like a subscription or you buy coins, you know, like in Minecraft or something, you have to like buy stuff or a Mm -hmm. lot of games. Most apps now, I think they, 
they can't really afford to do this one-time payment. So the business model on mobile has shifted to, it's a free app and you get some sort of basic functionality, but then you need to unlock the premium features or oftentimes you unlock like the ad-free version of the app. Mm-hmm. So that all, you know, <laughs> seems fine, makes sense, no problem, right? Yeah. It's a little it's a little annoying with ads and but yeah, you know, if you want to pay uh, I don't know, $10 a year, $10 a month, whatever you want, depending on your comfort. Uh I mean, I have a couple paid apps that I use that just bothered me with the ads, so I paid for them. Um so the weird part, I guess, got that a couple months ago, there was this app called Hey.app or Hey.com, something like that. It's an email app. And they wanted to do a thing where they ship an app and all it says is log in. And according to the Apple like rules, you can't link out to another site to like sign mm-hmm. up. Like you all, can you cannot you cannot you can't even mention that this app has a website that requires a subscription. So if you if you think about it, think about Netflix. Netflix does exactly that. You log into Netflix and you can use it, but if you don't have a Netflix account, you can download the Netflix app on your phone, and it just will do nothing. And this is where this hey people who have founders that are very influential in like the whole Mac tech space. And they were like, Hey, this isn't fair. We're providing a service that's an email and it's a paid service. And we don't want to pay you this 30% in app purchase. And the Apple rules are sort of hidden. You, you can sort of get accepted or denied kind of on a whim because Apple has this process of app review where a person looks at the app. And when they did this change, they were like booted off the app store. There was this big thing. And they were saying how, hey, this isn't fair. Netflix gets to do basically the same thing. And that put like Apple in a, in a bad spot because now they're playing favorites because obviously Netflix is so much bigger and companies i think can be like free to choose different like vendor relations with the people they work with so yeah it's fine that amazon and netflix and google microsoft these big big companies they can negotiate better rates with apple like i don't think that's wrong either if you're like supplying so much value to the to the platform negotiate a better rate, maybe Amazon pays 10% for their movies or something. So, you know, cool. And eventually, I think, uh, they worked it out with this Hey app, and now it's fine. So the latest um, <laughs> news, I guess, was that there's a there's a game called Fortnite, and they have like a parent company, and the parent company wanted to have their own store to buy, you know, coins or something for the game. And they also didn't want to have this in-app purchase 30% being taken. Uh, 
So they rolled out an update to both Android and Apple that sort of hacked together this way to buy these coins or points or whatever. Like not through the in-app purchase, but through their own payment system. So obviously Google and Apple freaked out. They were like, nope, we're kicking you out of the, the app store. This isn't good. It's against our terms of service, which normally totally fine. No big deal. You know, you're on a platform. Yeah. You have to follow its rules rules. and great. Uh, It's like, you know, you come into my coffee shop, you can't be like peeing in the corner. That's against my rules. I can kick you out. (laughs) So that's what happened. And then Epic Games, the, the parent company, sued Apple and Google. And that's interesting because Epic Games is a huge company. They have tons of money. And they also have tons of users. And what they're sort of suing for isn't like this 30% we want a better rate. They're, I guess, saying that Apple is no longer, and Google, is no longer this coffee shop that you can choose to go to or not go to. It's basically becoming a necessity and that phones are computers and computers shouldn't be locked down in this way that even the biggest sort of stakeholders, the the developers that are the biggest on the platform, the people that use it could be against what the company is doing and they can't change the company's mind, but also there's no alternative. So the, like the corollary here are the original phone companies So, like, the way it started out, there was this guy, or several people, that decided to start a phone company. And they did a huge amount of work to lay the infrastructure. They they did the wires. They did the pipes. They did the marketing, convinced people that they needed these phones. I'm thinking, like, Bell and, like, all those people, right? And at some point, they got so big, and by the by the way that these companies tend to grow, they, they turn into monopolies and there's no alternative. And you, you need to have a phone now. You can't, like, you can't pretend that the phone is optional. You, you basically need it. And that's what happened with the phone companies. That's what happened with the railroad companies. At some point, you get so big that the people and the other stakeholders can no longer control or influence the decisions of the company the company becomes more and more greedy and it upsets these stakeholders and the people complain to the higher authority, the government. Mm -hmm. And they're like, Hey, we think that this is an essential service. We don't think this is fair. Can you regulate this industry? And I mean, obviously our government now is, and for a while has been sort of, sort of slow, it's it's kind of designed not to act super fast. But that's also why in America, not why, but another side effect of America is a lot of our sort of social issues get legislated. So if you're upset about something, you need a lawsuit to show precedence that this is like wrong or right. And a lot of our social issues are solved with sort of liability claims. And yeah, I mean, it makes sense. 
it's it's a weird thing and a little off topic, but that's also why Y2K, the whole, you know, 2000 year rolling over from 99 to 2000, had to update all the computers. That did have to happen. But the reason that it cost America so much money was because the companies were afraid of getting sued. And if they could just show that they spent enough money properly defending against this thing, that they wouldn't be like legally liable. And other companies just fixed the problem and didn't spend that much money. They didn't need to have all this drama. It's like, yes, this is a problem. We fixed it. It, it, it sort of went quietly. There weren't these like millions and millions of dollars spent on uh, just parading around that, no, no, really, we're not liable. We did everything we could. Everything's cool. If your stuff breaks, we're sorry, but we did everything we can because other countries aren't as like legislation heavy in their social issues. So, wow. cool, great, you know. So the thing with Apple is interesting because, you know, just a couple of years ago, obviously you can get a different phone, but just a few years ago, phones really weren't essential, right? I mean, you could have a phone or you could not have a phone and it's a luxury, phones are expensive. But I think now with with more and more companies spotify is one of them where they started sort of complaining to the government about hey we're not suing yet but we're putting out these complaints kind of feelers to see is there a way to to regulate this industry that we believe is too big they they are approaching the level of utility and they're being anti-competitive. Yeah. And that's that's a big line to cross, and it doesn't happen all at once. So it starts off with complaints, it starts off with these like seemingly unrelated lawsuits, but as more and more people get unhappy, and as more and more companies start to sue for these anti-competitive uh, like decisions that Apple and Google and are are doing and the EU is also an interesting factor in this where they pass privacy laws and they sort of are on the side of the people that you should have like a payment system that can be managed by other companies what do you mean this one platform can only have one payment system it's a computer if i want to use your payment system i want to use it but if i want to use my own who cares do it <laughs> So that's yeah. that's sort of where we are with this phone thing. And the phone thing is weird because these are, you know, $1000 devices that require a like a different phone service. There's there's a lot involved here. But the the pressure from the EU, the pressure from a lot of these big companies now, Epic Games, Spotify, these are these are huge huge companies with billions of dollars to blow on defending their business. And the point that they ultimately are making is that Apple, Google, this idea that cell phone companies sort of own their product and they they have to control everything is is wrong because they're being anti-competitive with like customers and with developers. Hmm. 
Um, I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> and on one hand, yes. On the other hand, um, they kind of, you still have kind of a choice. You can go on Droid. Although, I mean, at this point, I think Apple needs these app companies just as much as app companies need Apple sort of. So it's, it's, yeah, it's, so it's sort of a kind of a, not a balance, but sort of, um, inter, um, dependency. Mm-hmm. And the, the interesting part that sort of makes me follow these sort of stories is that this is no longer like a legal issue. This like Epic game situation suing Apple it's not really legally interesting for me. Like I don't, I don't follow legal news, legal precedents, all that stuff. But it's very quickly becoming a social issue. Where, well, what is your perception of Microsoft? Oh, it was this enterprise software, and then everyone that lived through those lawsuits remember Microsoft as this shady large company that overreaches and monopolizes technology. And it took them, I mean, they're still not done. All of all of the people that I like work with, they hate Microsoft. Even though the company now is very different. And they are more developer-friendly. They're less anti-competitive. They contribute a bunch to open source software. They're really trying to change their image. But that one series of lawsuits, that it wasn't a legal issue. It was an antitrust sort of situation where it becomes a social issue where people decide that we don't like this and the government should step in and regulate a private company because it became an essential service because, you know, 90% of computers were Windows. And when something becomes a social issue and starts being, like, litigated, it it's interesting for me as, like, a tech person to sort of observe and also see what happens because it's no longer a legal issue we're saying hey yeah sure there are no laws to stop you from doing this but maybe there should be and we as people in this free country can sort of decide that that is what we want and by we i mean you know (laughs) congress or whatever sort of body gets to ultimately make these guidelines and sort of fix Apple and Google in this store purchase situation. And like from Apple's side, they're also making terrible apps. Like, what do you mean I can't download the Netflix app and sign up for Netflix right in the app? You used to be able to, and Apple took a 30% cut and Netflix decided that that wasn't acceptable. So now you have to like go to a different computer, sign up from Netflix there and then sign in on your app, that's a terrible experience. Like, what do you mean you can't buy Audible books right from the app? Yeah, now you can. Yeah, that's because Amazon negotiated because they're so, so huge that they could. Yeah. So it, it makes Apple and Google and, you know, this sort of, it makes products worse because companies, I guess, public companies have this, forever drive that the CEO needs to drive profits up for the board or he gets fired, you know, and through, through doing this, a lot of times the products, the, 
the, the, sh- the shareholders make money, but the stakeholders, the people actually using the, the product, they suffer. They get worse products. Yeah, yeah, and, and less convenience, I guess. Right, and ultimately, if enough people get unsettled or dislike this thing, that also brings down shareholder value later. You know, if you can convince uh, a government to, to regulate Apple, that'll be terrible for its stock price. And all they had to do is just, hey, be cool, man. Like, listen to the people do the right thing. And they're like, no, no, we need this 30% from every single person other than five that negotiated with us. Uh, well, but but the same thing, I think it's, um, just to give you a different perspective, it's a little bit created by the government in a sense, because um, like there were a couple of companies. I mean, right now the three major companies are, you know, um, well, I don't know if they're ma- if LG's ma- one of the major ones, but Samsung, Apple, and let's say LG, or actually no, Google, right? Oh, volume of phones. Yeah, sold. It's Apple and Samsung by like a thousand percent. They have like a hundred percent market share between them. Okay. Yeah, so, obviously there's there's LG, there's Motorola, but Samsung and Apple are the only important ones. But like, um, there are a couple of, um, quite a few, um, actually, um, quite a few companies that let's say are in Europe that sell a lot of phones to like Russia or whatever, um, like Chinese companies, their, their phones are pretty phenomenal. Like I, I know of at least two brands and at least one of them, uh, the, one of the bigger ones was banned from the U S um, so like the government sort of created that, um, I mean, I understand why, because, you know, you want to promote American companies and well, Apple is an American company, um, and kind of American product, but at the same time, it was sort of, they were sort of pushed into this non-competitiveness right now, I guess, I'm guessing, I don't know. I'm speculating really. Um, it's more of a personal choice, Apple or Samsung or Droid or whatever, um, as opposed to anything else. So like in Russia, the choices are much higher, for example. Um, and this situation has been created kind of artificially because those companies were banned and now Apple didn't have to compete against them. So they could do whatever they want. So now, you know, we're going to punish you for the situation that we've created for you. <laughs> right. The, again, the weird thing about phones is that they are so new and their like monetization model is different. Like Apple is very much used to be at least a hardware company where they sell you hardware and the software was sort of secondary and it was integrated. It was, you know, that was their pitch that we own everything about it. And that's why it's so good. And Apple really tried to at least have this perception that they're more secure. We don't collect your data. We do a lot of processing on your phone. We don't send out your stuff to servers. Everything you do is secure. And as they go out looking for new revenue, because their phone prices are starting to not grow as fast, is they're moving into the services revenue part where they want to charge for subscriptions for stuff. They want to they want to charge developers more money, like a bigger percent. And the problem with these 
international companies selling phones is it's sort of a security issue where your phone is on you all the time and it collects all sorts of data, your location, your, you know, searches, everything you do on it, credit card information. Most people, at least me, like I do all of my computing other than like my work on my phone. I do my banking on my phone. I do, you know, maps, um, everything, everything, fitness. So if this data gets in the hands of a foreign government, you could see, sure, it's political and something, something, but you can see how there could be bad actors that are basically free to spy on huge portions of the population because we own a phone that's, you know, controlled by the Communist Party of China. And yeah, I mean, the government can decide that we don't want this and we're going to ban this product because we don't want a foreign country collecting data on our citizens. I think the the other sort of caveat that I don't entirely believe myself, but I think is worth mentioning that in America, the government is like for the people by the people. So when you say, oh, the government did that, it, it sure, the government is its own sort of thing. But we at least pretend that we have influence over it and that the government is of the people. So when you say, oh, the government banned some company and it's bad for the people, that should that should sort of be a weird thing to say because the government should represent the people where in other countries it doesn't. They're very clearly like, no, we are in charge here and we are governing you. In America, at least the, you know, the, the line that they're trying to say is we are, a, we are part of you. We are a government of the people. So if we do something and you don't like it, vote us out. Put people that you like in charge or at least tell us and we should listen to the people's opinion and that you know has varying degrees of success but that is the idea where in in russia in china in north korea that is they're not even pretending that's the case where the people of china might not want something and the communist party is like nope this is happening it doesn't matter we're keeping you this way and if you rebel we're going to crush you or in america would they still do this <laughs> but there is this like overtone of progress and representation and and it's not you know it's it's hard to actually implement because there very much is a ruling class in america but it is i think more flexible than something that doesn't even pretend to be of the people. (laughs) It's an interesting position. Um, Okay, so um, do you think Apple should be regulated? I, like, personally, not an expert in this field. I, I don't like these super large companies. I understand that sometimes you need a lot of money and big, big companies to really make these things happen. Like phone service, uh, like I'm thinking Uber, which 
got some bad press, but like they they needed their size to have this convenience that any person can go into any state, open up the app, and have some drivers there. And you know they're they're being shady in their own ways, but these large scale products, like if fifty percent, if forty percent, if thirty percent of people have an Apple device, have a Samsung device, these large scale operations they do require like bigger companies. Like you can't you can't manufacture millions of iPhones where the company is small, but. I, it, I think it does cross into this gray area eventually where the company laws or bylaws or like whatever policies they establish for themselves get out of sync with the customers they're serving. And if there's enough of these customers and they have limited options, that eventually in America, we have a way to sort of overrule company guidelines by declaring them about like like an anti-competitive monopoly and that's like a legal case that like i don't think we're experts in that but that will be decided but even if it's not even if apple's cleared and they have too much money and they pay their lawyers they are getting a very clear signal from their user base from their developers from from everyone that hey even if this isn't illegal you should definitely consider like adjusting your course and doing the right thing for your consumers. And I think they maybe, will. Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe even like step up and do something. Yeah. I, and I mean, there's all sorts of examples where companies, Facebook say that they'll change their behavior and then they don't. But <laughs> I think Apple being more of a hardware company being sort of bad at this services revenue thing, relatively bad. They're still making ridiculous amounts of money off it. Uh, and their reputation for being like the secure, nice, cool company. I think they will adjust their policies before any legal action because the last thing they want is to be like regulated by an entity because the regulations, they won't be good like our government doesn't know anything about technology. It's not entirely good at regulating anything. So like, I don't think, like I don't want Apple to be regulated by some legislative body arbitrarily. I want Apple to get the signal that, hey, we don't like this. And for them to change their behavior. And On their again, own. Yeah. And in America, you, you sue companies to kind of get their attention yeah <laughs> yep all right great conversation eugene yep <laughs> you have a good rest of your day you too see you